generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B., and today it is chapter 135. Uh, yeah, so it's been a couple weeks. There's lots of stuff to talk about, so let's just dive into it. Before I get started, though, one little note. If you haven't checked out the my YouTube channel yet, I don't know what you're doing. You should head on over to YouTube right now, search One Man Renegade Podcast. It should bring up my channel. Go check out all the videos. I'm posting videos every day. If you're not subscribed yet, you definitely should, and go check out the videos, like the videos, share the videos, and just check it out. It's a good time, so head on over there and do that before we get started here. All right, now with that out of the way, let's get started with the matinee moments. Um, so I did watch a couple new movies. Um, they were interesting, not, well, first of all, I watched Downhill, which was a movie that came out last winter uh right before everything went down <laughs> I, th- I, don't, I can't remember i think it came out like i think it was a valentine's day movie it's uh will ferrell and julia louis dreyfus so you think it's gonna be a f- funny movie because you know got two comedy legends on on the bill there and it's written by uh jim rash and oh, i can't remember his writing partner but they've done a lot of stuff i think they won an oscar for something can't remember what they won an Oscar for. I'm pretty sure they were not won an Oscar for writing. Oh, I'm, I don't remember what movie it was. Um, that's gonna bother me now. Uh, but they've also done a lot of other things um, in comedy. But this movie's not funny. <laughs> I mean, I think it's intended to be funny in some regards, but it's basically just like a couple of people going on a family vacation to Europe to go skiing and basically that's it they have a little bit of fighting because every family does and they go skiing and then yeah I don't don't know like there's nothing like it's just it was just a boring like is anything gonna happen like I feel like something needs to happen like and it's like at one a couple different points like you think something's gonna happen that's gonna like kind of like change the movie around and it's like nope that 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 that's that just nah. like there's one scene where like will ferrell is upset and uh about something and then you he decides not to wear his helmet and wears the a ski hat instead and falls down and bumps his head and you think maybe he has a concussion but then he just starts drinking and then they go to a club and you think all oh, oh it's gonna be will ferrell going crazy like possibly concussion drunk will ferrell going nuts and then nothing really happens and it's like 
wait, what was all that for then? <laughs> what was the point of any of that? I don't know. It just wasn't a good movie. It was boring. It wasn't very funny. And I, I just, it's a very disappointing. It's very disappointing. You see Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell. And it's just, you think, okay, this is potential to be really good. And it's just boring, like, someone telling you the story of their, like, ski trip. Like, that's what it was. And it was like, I don't, I don't need, I don't, I wouldn't, like, that's not a movie. <laughs> that's not funny. That's not entertaining. It's like, there needs to be more. Uh, there just wasn't enough there. Um, it just wasn't that funny. Uh, then the next movie I saw was LX2048. Um, this was an interesting one. <laughs> I, I came across it just because I was looking up new movies that came out. And basically I made a spreadsheet of all the new movies that came out. Because it's like, it's tough to know this year what like new like what movies are out. Just because like, you know, movies aren't really going to theaters. Only a few of them are. So it's like, what are these movies... Some movies are dropping on Netflix or whatever other streaming services, or some movies are just coming out on demand. It's like, I don't know what was supposed to be necessarily in the theaters versus what, like, was just going to be on demand anyways, and it's just kind of confusing. So it's like, I just put a list together, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch random ones. Just random. Whatever. Whatever whatever comes up on my random uh, list or whatever. So this one came up. Um, it's, um, it's kind of, it's, it's... It's like a sci-fi futuristic movie. Obviously, 2048. So it's supposed to take place in 2048. Um, and it's like... It's kind of got a Blade Runner vibe. Because there's like... Replicants sort of type things. Or like... They're clones, basically. So people get cloned. And it's like, basically, like if someone dies... They, they, they can be replaced by their clone. So it's like they never really die... It was kind of, it's kind of very, it was kind of very a Black Mirror-ish vibe to it, um, where it's like using this technology for like change, but then there's consequences and stuff. And uh, basically it's a story about this one guy that's um, um, dying. He's got, you know, some uh, cancer or something. I forget exactly what he had, but um, yeah, and so he's dealing with kind of getting his life back in order and... He's dealing with his ex-wife and his kid and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, the sci-fi kind of stuff takes over. Because um, initially it was like, yeah, this is kind of boring. It's just a, a guy that's, you know, dying and fighting with his ex-wife. But then kind of the sci-fi stuff kind of comes in later. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, man, I picked two bad movies. And then that one kind of picked up at the end. So it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It picked up, it picks up at the end. Um, the whole other thing too is that the the sun has gotten really way too hot, so you can't go outside during the day. So that that was a whole other element to it. And there's like uh, so basically, this guy works with a company that came up with like technology, like kind of a VR technology, so it can, you can kind of be in this VR space. But then this other guy came up with like this chip technology, and it's kind of I don't know. There's a lot of sci-fi like, but like not crazily not it's like black mirror where it's like yeah it's like sci-fi in the sense that it doesn't exist yet but it doesn't mean it couldn't um and it's set in the future so maybe it will but it's a little bit it's a little bit over the top where it's like yeah this never really would happen but then you're like yeah but it could maybe i don't know 
Uh, but anyway, it's not bad, not great. It, it was what it was. Uh, but another kind of the in the biggest news to come out of the movie world in the last couple weeks, and of course we talked about a couple weeks ago where Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be dropped on HBO Max as well as come out in theaters on Christmas. So obviously it's been delayed, 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 and then finally. It's going to come out on Christmas, and everyone's like, oh, is, it, is it, though? Are they going to lay it? And then they said, yes, it's still coming out on Christmas in theaters, but it's also going to come out on HBO Max. So a little more details have come out about that. Uh, it's only going to be on HBO Max for a month. So you don't have to pay extra for it. If you get HBO Max, you'll get the movie. Uh, but it's only there for a month. And once it's, the month's over, then it goes away, and then it kind of goes back just the normal... It will still be in theaters, but then it will go through the normal like channels of a movie that comes out. Where it will go to on-demand services and probably come on Blu-ray and everything. And eventually it will get back to HBO Max, I'm assuming. Um, it was a little unclear on that. But eventually it will go through whatever and then eventually back on HBO Max. But initially just the 30 days. So then people, I think, were kind of... Gearing, you know, get, you know, we're cool with that, and people, I think, were, you know, hyping it up and 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 basically on board with it. On board with it. There seems to be a good amount of buzz. I don't know if that spiked the um, subscribers at all necessarily, but I feel like you know the the anticipation of it may have. But the one thing they did scale back on is um, as of right now. If you you can sign up for HBO Max and get like a seven day free trial, but they're doing away with that once, of course, Wonder Woman comes out because they don't want people just signing up for the free trial and watching Wonder Woman and then you know and then canceling or not you know not staying on. So that's gone and that makes sense. I get that, but in addition to just what it's not going to be just Wonder Woman. That's the thing that that's the big news is Warner Brothers has announced their entire 2021 slate. Which is, you know, has been altered a bit since everything that was in 2020 kind of got pushed to 2021. And then, you know, furthermore stuff got pushed down the line. Um, so some of the movies that are 2021 were actually supposed to be 2020. But all the movies that are supposed to come out right now, as of right now for 2021 are going to go through the same same way. They're doing the same thing. So, um, you know, Mate, the Matrix, new Matrix movie... There's a Linwell Man- Man- Miranda movie that's coming out in the streets, I think. I think it was supposed to come out last summer, but, uh, you know, it got delayed, obviously. Uh, i trying to think what else. Uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, there's, a f- there's a few others, too, um, that I can't remember off the top of my head. But a bunch of these movies, all these movies, I should say, are going to do the same sort of thing where they're coming out on HBO Max and for a month... I think they're all supposed to still go in the theaters as well. Um, I was a little confused by that part of it. Because I was like, yeah, that makes sense for some of the bigger movies to still go in the theaters. But some of the smaller movies, I don't see what the point would be. Um, I can't see people going to see it if it's on HBO Max. If it's something that's not like a big movie. Um, But I don't know. I'm not sure about that. But I think they're all going to kind of follow the same. Whether in the theaters or not. They're going to follow the same kind of uh, situation where... They're going to uh, be released on HBO Max for a month, then go through the regular normal channels that they would through um, a new movie getting released. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting way to do it. Um, you know, obviously they could have gone the Disney Plus route with 
but Mulan, but I mean, they've only, Disney's only done that with Mulan. They haven't tried it with anything else. Like, you know, any, you know, all the Marvel movies got pushed down the line. They didn't try it with that. Uh, the soul movies that, that was supposed to come out, they're just going right to, right to uh, Disney, Disney plus. There's no, I, I don't believe there's going to be any sort of, um, um, you know, restrictions on that or if it's i don't think it's a time thing like hbo max is doing um they did that with artemis fowl so you know they have movies that are just coming out straight to disney plus but they did the whole mulan thing where you have to pay the extra money even if you were a subscriber to disney plus to kind of recoup that not going to theaters and i get that hbo max they you know they haven't had quite the success that disney plus did in terms of out the gate subscribers and stuff um i think that was because you know you know you know they kind of were behind a little bit um when they came out um so and they also i mean you know wonder woman 84 you know it's a dc property and it's like they have the dc app too and it's like could they've done it through the dc app it's like nah, that's not gonna really work so yeah, I get it. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how this works. Um, and if this, I mean, obviously, hopefully by the end of 2021, you know, things are back to normal in terms of uh, going to the movie theaters and movies coming out and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's interesting that they did it that far down the line and said to the, all of 2021. But again, a lot of those were supposed to be movies that come out in 2020. So it's kind of like, you know, I mean, these movies were already supposed to be out. So you know and and that that leads to the point of how long do you wait with some movies because it's like you know if you wait too long you got all these other movies it's like all oh, there's going to be so many movies coming out at the same time or you know everything's going to get delayed and it's like well some eventually the movies have to come out you know you can't just keep delaying everything so i yeah hbo max uh i mean it, you know if you haven't signed up for hbo max and you need some incentive to do so this would probably be a pretty good reason to do it i mean wonder woman 1984 alone was probably a decent enough, uh, you know, decent enough reason. But now every WB Warner Brothers movie that's going to come out in the next year is going, uh, you know, to HBO Max uh, for at least a month. I mean, you know, they say for a month. We'll see what happens down the line. Uh, but yeah, for at least for a month. Um, in any event. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Um, so, I mean, that's sort of movies, but it's also small screen because, you know, HBO Max is a streaming service on your television, not in the movie theaters. So let's move on to small screen sweeps. And, um, yeah, so Mandalorian. I know I kind of glossed over Mandalorian a couple weeks ago just because, you know, it's it's on, it's airing, it's still going. Um, and I don't want to ruin anything for it, too. That's the other reason I kind of don't want to talk about it too much. Um, obviously, they had a big episode this past week um not today i haven't actually watched today's but last week's episode was pretty significant uh we got the uh live action debut of ahsoka who if you're not familiar with the cartoons you probably wouldn't know who she was i wasn't really familiar that with the character as much as i just had seen the character because i've never watched the cartoons at the rebels or um Clone Wars, but she's heavily involved in those. But I'd seen her picture, so I knew of what she... Like, I knew of her, but I didn't really know the story or whatever. But, um, you know, so a little bit of a spoiler there uh, that uh, she has debuted. 
I mean, it was kind of rumored. It's been rumored. It was pretty much foregone conclusion that she was going to be in this season. Uh, Rosario Dawson playing it. There is another little spoiler, which I don't totally want to say. But, like, I mean, if you haven't been watching The Mandalorian, uh, I mean, obviously, you have to know about Baby Yoda. Even if you're not watching it. Even if you don't care about Star Wars or whatever. Or just, or you're so far behind in The Mandalorian. But, you know... Everyone has just called him Baby Yoda. At no point in the show did they ever say call him Baby Yoda. Um, but uh, he was referred to as the child or the kid. He never actually had an official name. Well, he has an official na- name now. I don't want to ruin it for you. I don't want to say exactly what it is because if you haven't watched it, I don't want to spoil it. But Ahsoka did know um, the, the child's name. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely good. It's definitely been a good season. You know, obviously the first season was kind of like, all right, what's this show going to be about? Uh, All right, cool. We got a baby Yoda. We got a Mandalorian. Uh, there's some cool other things happening. And then it was like, all right, second season comes out. All right. What, what are they going to do? What are they going to do now? Because obviously it's still telling the story with the child, you know, the Mandalorian trying to get the child back to where it should go. Um, and fighting off the people going after him and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, then they threw in a little, you know, at the first end of the first episode, they threw in a little, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing for you guys. Here's the thing. And it was like, oh, ooh, what, what is this going to be? And then nothing from that since. And then it's like, oh, we're going to revisit some things from the first season, but not like everything. So it's like, oh, wait, what happened to these characters that we've barely even seen? So I don't know. It's been interesting because then they're introducing new characters, which I get, you know, because it, it's not, you know, the way the show is structured is not necessarily um, any one sort of, you know, I mean, the, there's the main story, but in each episode, there's kind of like, Okay, now we're going to go visit this planet. We're going to go visit this planet. So it's definitely more episodic um, than it is, uh, you know, whatever the words. I forget which ones. It's more episode to episode while telling a larger story, whereas as opposed to just it, all of it's just the larger story. So, you know, it's interesting in that way. Um, what else have I been watching? Well, I, I finally watched The Americans, which I had never watched before. I'd always heard good things. It was kind of one of those shows I wanted to jump in on, but it was like, oh, I missed the first season. Oh, I missed the second season. Wait, when's the third season? Oh, should I just wait until they're done? Oh, yeah, because they announced the final season. All right, so finally, now that all the seasons were done, I was like, all right, now I can jump in, watch them all, and don't have to worry about, um, you know, having to wait or any sort of any sort of thing like that. So, did watch it. Watched all of it. All six seasons. There was 75 episodes in total. Um, right? Yeah, 75 episodes in total. Uh, it was good. I liked it. Um, I, you know, I mean, you can... The ending was a bit... Mm, meh. I feel like... I feel like there was more to that story at the end. But you have to end it somewhere, I suppose. Um, I didn't have a problem with the way it ended. I just thought there was more, there could have been more kind of explained, you know, a little bit more drawn out uh, at the end, I, I suppose. And maybe that was because the last season's only 10 episodes instead of 13, like the, all, all the previous ones had been. 
I don't know if you necessarily needed three more episodes, but like I feel like there was just a little bit more to the story that we didn't quite get. And you know, obviously there's the whole like, well, just you you figure it out. It's like no, you're telling the story. You tell me the end. That was my always my issue with the ending of the Sopranos. And you know, it was always like, well, what do you think happened? It's like no, that's not how this works. You're you're telling me a story. You got to finish the story. You don't leave it up to me. I mean, clearly I feel like that was still, uh, we're going to do a movie down the line, so let's hold up on this. Oh, that's the other, that's another Warner Brothers movie that's coming out, the Sopranos prequel. Now, obviously, James James Gandolfini died, so then the narrative just kind of became, well, then he got killed. He got killed at the end. I mean, how else are you going to play that out? You know, there's no way else to do it, so now everyone's kind of thought process in, in, you know, down the line was, oh yeah, he got killed. And it's like, well, yeah, but... Was that the original idea or that just everyone kind of just goes with that now just because it works with what happened in real life? You know, and it's like, I don't I don't know. I don't buy that. But, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying the Americans did it to that degree. Not not at all. But there was just a couple of things. It was kind of like, what now? And it was, you know, it was just like there was I think there was just more to that story. You could have finished off the Cold War because like. Just where they ended it, it was kind of like, there's a little bit more to the story. I mean, not a ton, but at least get to the point where, okay, it's over. Um, I don't know. It just felt, felt you know, they could have been a little more. Could have a little more. And, you know, there's still room for that to happen, I suppose, you know. They could always do a comeback season or special or something. Who knows? But um, good show. Definitely enjoyed it. Uh, if you haven't checked it out. I definitely recommend it if you're looking for something new to watch. Uh, the Walking Dead universe has ra- wrapped up their seasons or their half seasons. No, I always get confused with what's what's what. So no, it was the first season of World Beyond. That's done. They come back and do the second season next year, and then that's going to be it. They're only doing two seasons of that. Fear the Walking Dead wrapped up the first half of its season, and then it will be back sometime in the spring, I think. And then Walking Dead's coming back to finish up the last season, which they extended after everything got delayed. And then they decided to add on extra episodes to this season. Although I don't, I'm not 100% sure when those are supposed to happening. But they did air the one episode. I don't know, it's still confusing to me. But, alright, for now, there's no Walking uh, everything's done for The Walking Dead for now. Come back next year sometime. Uh, I mean, it's never been fine. I don't know. The world beyond's a little, eh. Uh, Fear of Walking Dead has been good. Um, I mean, better than it had been <laughs> from the beginning. I mean, it definitely got better, and it's you know, it's still it's this season so far has been pretty good. I've enjoyed it. Um, what else is going on? Fox uh, cartoons are still. I always, for whatever reason, still watch those all the time. I mean. The Simpsons is just kind of one of those things where, I mean, I know I've talked about this before, so I don't want to get it, dive into it too much, but it's just one of those things. Sunday nights, it's on. You watch it. It's just, I mean, not, I don't want necessarily watch it on Sunday nights, but, you know, I feel, I feel, I'm pretty sure I've seen every, epi- every episode, so I, I, I'm not going to just stop now. You know, it's one of those things. Same with Family Guy, same with South Park, same with all those shows. Um, uh, Bob's Burgers, funny show too, so, yeah, um, 
And then the Goldbergs on Wednesday nights, that's still going on. Um, you know, it, it's it's getting to that point now where it's like, and I don't know, I don't, I haven't heard anything about specifically, you know, how many se- more seasons they're planning on doing or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think they've announced anything like that. Um, and, you know, it's still a popular show. It's still a good show. It's just how much, you know, it's, it's definitely 80s driven. And it's just like, how much more 80s stuff is there for them to do? Where, you know, and it's one of those things where they, you know, because of, because it, it is set what, how it is, is yeah, you got to do that 80s stuff. Otherwise, what is this show? It's just a regular show, which in, it could have been okay. But, you know, obviously the idea of the show was that it was set in the 80s and it's about Adam Goldberg and him growing up and his family and whatever. And, and that that works, but it's just like, at what point is it going to be like, yeah, what what more can we say about the eighties? I, I don't know. Um, but for now, it's it's still good. I still enjoy it. Um, the game shows, uh, weakest link still infuriates me, uh, but it is what it is. Um, Jeopardy uh, still you know rolling out those episodes with Alex Trebek for another few weeks. Um, it's going to be. It's gonna be tough uh, when that's done, um, you know. For now, because right now you're not really thinking about it. It's like, oh, it's just Jeopardy's on. It's the same Jeopardy. It's on every night, and there it is. It's Alex Trebek, and but you know, once we get to that end point, and then it's done. It's gonna that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, but uh, just a couple few more weeks to go, and then finally, a celebrity won the uh, million dollars. On uh, who wants to be a millionaire? They, 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 there's been a bunch of celebrities that got into the million dollar question, but none of them have actually attempted the million dollar question. Uh, it was actually funny. Jimmy Kimmel brought up that Norm Macdonald got talked out of, and I kind of remember this when he brought it up because he got to the million dollar question and he got talked out of like an- giving an answer by Regis and he walked away, but he would have gotten it right. Um, so David, oh, Dave, oh, I always forget his last name. Um, Dave Chang, yeah, it's Chang. I was like, yeah, I think it's Chang. Dave Chang, David Chang, um, uh, he uh, won the million dollars. Uh, celebrity chef or whatever you want to call him. Uh, yeah, he won the million dollars. Um, he didn't. He kind of went for it. Like he didn't really know the answer. To, and I, I now I forget what the million dollar question was. But he definitely called a friend, and they kind of gave an answer, and he kind of just went with it, even though that person wasn't like one hundred percent sure. Um, and yeah, they got it right. And, and, uh, it was about a, a, the, who's the first president to have electricity in the white house, I believe it was. And now I blanking on the answer. Um, who was the first president, uh, electricity? You figure it would come right up because it was just the question. And it was uh, Benjamin Harrison, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was the answer. Um, interesting. Um, yeah, million dollars, though. That, so that was cool. So finally see a celebrity win a million dollars. And uh, yeah, it was kind of like, all right, where do, we go from, where do we go from here? I don't know. But um, yeah, and then finally, uh, I 
just watched and just finished Truth Be Told on Apple TV Plus or whatever it's called. Uh, Apple Plus TV, whatever it's called. The Apple streaming service. Uh, interesting show. I think it came out last year. I don't totally remember when it actually came out, but it was it popped up on my list and I'm like, all right, I'll check this out. So it's an interesting story. It's it's about, it stars Octavia, Octavia, Octavia Spencer um, as like a journalist who started up a podcast and now she's going back to a, a, a story that she wrote um, that she reported on and kind of following up on it because she thinks she might have had the facts wrong. So basically, this kid um, played by Aaron Paul got sent away for murdering his neighbor. Uh, and, you know, some some evidence has come to light that maybe she wasn't correct about. And then she starts kind of researching to try to, you know, because, you know, she can't help but think maybe what she wrote put him in jail. And they kind of uncover everything. And also got... Uh, Lizzie Kaplan plays twin sisters that their father was the one who got killed. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of unraveling and unreeling of what actually happened and who remembers what and, uh, you know, kind of proving what happened and who did what. So it's a whodunit type of thing, uh, but centered around like a podcast, which is kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, it's not bad. Pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, um, the the ending... I don't want to spoil it, but there's some twists and turns. It's not always who you think it's going to be, I, I suppose. Um, I mean, maybe you figure it out right away. I, you know, I, it's tough because like, you know, there's only a certain amount of, you know, characters. So it's like at some point you kind of suspect all of them. And I think that's kind of the point. So then you don't really act, truly know until you find out at the end who it actually did, who actually did it or whatever. But, um. I mean, the the one that you kind of figured didn't do it is is Aaron Paul's character. Now I'm blanking on his name. Cave something Cave, William Cave something something Cave. I forget now. I just watched it. Now I forget the character's name. But Aaron Paul. Um. So, yeah. Um. You know, you kind of figure he didn't do it just because it's like if they go through all this all this nonsense. And it turns out he actually did do it. I feel that that would be a bad ending. I mean, I suppose it would have worked, but it was kind of, it kind of would have been like, well, what was the point of any of that? So it's like, he's the only one that's like, yeah, I don't think he did it. Because otherwise, you know, what are we doing here? Uh, but, you know, whatever. Not to say he didn't do it. Don't want to spoil it, but he probably, he probably didn't do it. <laughs> just, just a little spoiler there. All right. Um, and then I just started watching Narcos. So that's going to take me a few, few, I mean, because that's the thing, it's like, there's Narcos, but then there's Narcos Mexico. So I feel like you gotta watch them in order. I don't know, necessarily. I don't know if Mar Narcos Mexico is a prequel or something. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna watch them as they came out. So I'm gonna watch one Narcos, three seasons, and then Narcos Mexico, three, two seasons. And I think the third season's supposed to come out sometime next year, from what I understand. So yeah, that's my next uh, little thing. Uh, excuse me, my next little TV show to catch up on, Narcos. Let me know if you've watched Narcos and what you think of it. I've heard good things, so be interesting to see how that goes. Um, I'm still interested by the whole Narcos, Narcos Mexico thing, because from what I understand, Narcos Mexico 
the first season of that was supposed to actually be the fourth season of Narcos, but then they decided to spin it off into its own show. Why they did that, I don't know. So, I'm interested to find out. Uh, all right. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for small screen sweeps. I guess we can move on. Um, I think I told talked about everything I knew to talk about. Yeah, so let's move on to games for Greg. Um, PS5 and Xbox One or Series... No, what is it called? I was afraid of it. PS5, that's easy. Xbox Series X and S still are hard, tough to find. Um, if you're sitting in... You know, you're very attentive and watching certain websites. You can find one here and there. But, um, you know, without having to go to eBay and the secondary market and paying ludicrous prices because of scalpers and stuff. But um, I have not found any. I will probably wait. I've talked about this a million times. I just feel like wait on, wait down the line until there's better. Uh, there's more storage. There's more storage options are maybe better. Or price comes down, or whatever the case may be. Uh, maybe a revision, whatever. Uh, I'm good for now. I got plenty of games to play on the current systems I own. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm good. Speaking of playing games on the current systems I own, I did play WrestleMania the arcade game on the PlayStation, or for the PlayStation. Actually, played on the PlayStation 3, but close enough. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, obviously I played the game plenty back in the day. Probably played the Genesis version more than anything else. So, although I did have the Saturn version, I think, as well. Uh, never played the PlayStation version, but, I mean, it's not that much different than than the other versions. Um, I mean, the cool thing of the PlayStation version versus, like, the Genesis version or whatever is it actually has their music, and there's more speech and stuff because just the capabilities of the system and storage space of the discs as opposed to the cartridges. So that's cool, um, but the game itself, at the end of the day, it's an okay game. You know, obviously it was built for arcades, and it definitely doesn't translate as great over to the, as you know, over to the uh, console in comparison to, you know, not the game itself, but just the I, the way the game like functions, because it's like this is supposed to be set up as an arcade game, so it's got certain you know, situations where it wants you to pump in more quarters because that's how arcade games make their money. Whereas when you're playing on the console, it's like, I already bought the game. Why are you haggling me to buy, you know, you know, it's like, you know, so it, it makes it tougher than it probably should be. Or, and it's not fun. It's just tough. It's not fun tough. It's just tough. It's like, hey, you beat one guy. Now you have to beat two guys. Now you have to beat three guys. And it's just more infuriating than it is anything else. Uh, I mean, it's not even a wrestling game. It's a fighting game. It's Mortal Kombat wrestling, you know, basically with the guys all having their super special moves that like shoot ghosts and turn your hands into razors or wh whatever else the guys did. I don't really remember. Uh, I played as Undertaker and then Razor Ramon, and that was I was I was good with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the PlayStation game at least has all the characters, unlike the Super Nintendo version. It's you know, it's got the songs and. And, and plenty of the uh, commentary and stuff on, like, you know, the Genesis or 32X versions or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's fine. It's just, it's a fighting game. It's not a wrestling game. It's an arcade game. It's not a console game. So, yeah, cool. If you have the arcade cabinet, then, like, great. It's a cool arcade game. But 
for consoles, you know, it it's, hey, you like this game in the arcade, let's play it at home. But it's like, well, there's other wrestling games to play at home, you know. Um, you know. But, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it is what it is. It's wrestling in the arcade game. <laughs> been playing it for 35 years. No, 25 years. However, however long it's been out. 25 years, I should say. Uh, so, it's not, nothing new, nothing changing. PlayStation version didn't make it any better or worse. So it just... Had little tweaks and differences, little better graphics, little better music, sound effects and stuff. So there you go. All right, let's move on, though, to a new game. Let's bring up my list of games and pick a new game. Um, so what's the total? I forget what the total number is. Um, 15. Nope, 17. 17, 16. Remember that number. <laughs> You don't need to remember that number. All right, seventeen, sixteen. Let's see what we get. Brings up number seven forty-two. Seven forty-two. What is that going to get us? Seven forty-two. We got. Um, looks like we're in the Sega CD realm, which is good because I just set up my Sega CD uh, after having it not set up for many, many years. Um, not would say many, many years. It'd been sitting kind of unset up for a couple years, but I have no other way of playing Sega CD games, really, so it's good that I set it up. But it's Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park on the Sega CD. Hmm. I mean, I definitely played Jurassic Park on the Genesis, so I wonder if it's a similar game, just better graphics and stuff, or if it's a different game. be interesting to see, but Jurassic Park, that will be my next... Game to play on the Sega CD um, for next time. So we'll talk about it next time and talk about whatever else news happens in the world of video games. But I'm glad I just set up my Sega CD and it works fine. I was a little nervous because I hadn't played it in a while. You never know those older systems when you have them sit around for a while. You know, it was a little dirty. I had to clean it out, but fired it up, played some WWE Rage in the Cage, um, and it worked perfectly. So, and ironically, or well, not ironically. Uh, uh, what's appropriately enough, it worked perfectly, and I chose Mr. Perfect as the character. Just saying. Um, uh, alright, so yeah, there we go. Jurassic Park, Sega CD. That's the next game. Alright, moving on to Concert Concerto. I got nothing. Actually, no, that's not true. I do have a little bit of news that came out. I have nothing in terms of actual concerts or whatever. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, there are some concerts going on right now, uh, you know, I suppose people are going to in some states. I don't even know anymore. I know that was kind of happening, but may not be happening anymore right now. I mean, some bands are doing their online concerts that people are signing up for, and and you can purchase the link and then watch them perform or whatever. Which is, it is what it is. But it's not. It's not. It's not the same. Um, but there was a little bit of information that kind of popped up the other day um, from Ticketmaster saying. That once things are kind of up and rolling again, Ticketmaster is going to have a way to only allow people in that have had the vaccine. So you'd have to bring proof that you have a vaccine or have gotten tested in order to go to the concert. So, yeah, that's an interesting thing because that's, you know, you're, you know, I mean, here's the, here's the thing. And, you know, if I purchased a ticket to a concert, 
you know, I, I theoretically would want to be able to go. But obviously these venues and have their their own, you know, it's not like, you know, the, you don't have the same rights you would in the normal world. The, you know, these venues set their rules and you have to follow their rules. So if they're saying you're, you're not allowed into the building unless you have a vaccine or, or you know, way to prove you've taken the vaccine or, um, you know, have been tested, I get that. But at what point does that cross the line for... And, and now I get it. And I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a weird situation. And I don't know how how exactly it's going to work or whatever. But there's just that, you know, there's that fine line between, you know, you know, personal information that, you know, I, it's getting blurred and more in every day. And I get it from the standpoint of, hey... If you're sick with this virus, don't be going out into the public in the middle of people and getting people sick. And I get that. But at some degree, when you're allowing this kind of information to get out, and again, I don't know how they do it, but like for me to just, if I just have a piece of paper that says I have the vaccine, how the hell you can prove I did or not, you know? So there's got to be some way to check this, but at the same time, it's like, well, what are you checking against? Medical records? Because then you're violating HIPAA rules. And it's like, you know, where's the line? Where's the line between personal, you know, and obviously this was stuff that like got brought up, you know, after 9-11 with all oh, your finger, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, tapping and the Patriot Act and, you know, tapping phone lines and all sorts of stuff. And it was like, at what point are we crossing over from, hey, you're allowed to, you know, your personal information and personal stuff is, you know, you know, yours versus hey, any, anyone can view your crap. And I don't know. And, you know, then the HIPAA laws came in later after that, because I think as a kind of counter to that. Um, so, and I could be wrong. Or maybe they adjusted them. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's, there's a fine line with personal information getting out. And, you know, because it's like, hey, we're going to set up this new system that can show us that, um, you know, so-and-so got the vaccine. Oh, shoot, someone hit the wrong button. Now all my medical records are online. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, so I don't know. We'll see what happens with this whole thing. Um, you know, I mean, I get it. They People want people want to be safe, but people want to get back to their normal lives. You know, Ticketmaster obviously wants to start selling tickets to concerts. People want to go back to concerts. You know, performers want to have concerts. Venues want to have concerts. You know, everyone wants to get back to that. But, you know, if we get to a point where the vaccine is readily and available, if you don't take it, that's on you at that point, I feel like. And I get it. People aren't always okay with the vaccine. And I'm not saying like, hey, vaccine day one, everyone should get it. And everything's gonna be perfect, and everyone's gonna be amazing. No, they're gonna. There could be side effects. There might be side. You know, there probably will be side effects. They might. People might react to it different than other people. I mean, people are reacting to the, the virus different than other people. So it's not like it's a, just a fine line done and done. Hit a switch. It's gonna be okay. There's this vaccine out, and there might be multiple different vaccines out, and who knows which one's gonna work better or worse or whatever. And it's like, yeah, you can take this and you might be okay, but, you know, it may not work. It may may work for three months and then not work. I don't know. No one knows. 
I mean, the flu vaccines, like, everyone, you know, takes that. And it's like, well, you know, this only works for one strand. It might not work for a different strand of the flu. So it's like, how do we know that not, that's not necessarily the case with this? Where, you know, everyone's getting this vaccine and then three months down the line, oh, crap, it didn't doesn't work anymore. I don't know. We don't know. And, you know, obviously, you know, this is just kind of a, you know, uh, you know, no one, it, it's still too early to even speculate on this stuff. So for Ticketmaster to be like, hey, we're going to set up a way to tell if people have the vaccine, it's like, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. And then, you know, get tested. That's one thing. But I don't know. It's different. Everyone's got to be safe and still socially distanced. I don't think, I think it's going to be a long time until we're in the packed stadiums like we were um, before. Uh, but um, I don't know. Yeah, all right. Let's move on to better things. Although not really, it's just gonna be more of the same. Uh, let's move on to sports splash show. All right, NFL. Uh, they had they had a Wednesday night game or Wednesday afternoon game. I mean, let me let me be more specific. It's a Wednesday afternoon game uh, this week because the Ravens kept having people test positive for COVID, and they kept having to delay, delay, delay. It was supposed to be a Thanksgiving game. Then it was going to be on Sunday afternoon. Then it was going to be on, think, was it every, Was it supposed to be on Monday at one point? And then it moved to Tuesday. And then finally they played it Wednesday afternoon. They were just like, we got to play this game. Sorry. Sorry, Ravens. I know you're going to have half your players missing, but fine. At least you're not Denver. Because Denver, all of their quarterbacks were deemed in uh, ineligible because one of their quarterbacks had COVID and all the other quarterbacks were hanging out with that quarterback and weren't wearing masks and violated the uh, COVID rules and then had to miss the game. So they had no quarterback. They brought in a wide receiver from the practice squad that had played some quarterback in high school or something like that. Um, You know, it's one of those weird things. It's like, I mean, it was too there wasn't enough time for them to be like, find somebody to sign, I don't think. Because even if they had signed someone, don't they have to go through, they would have to go through quarantine. So they wouldn't have been able to go to the play the game anyways. Uh, but um, yeah, needless to say, they didn't do very well. Uh, he didn't do it very well. And the Broncos didn't do very well. They completed one pass, I think. Uh, I think they've completed more interceptions than actual passes. I think. I, I, I could be wrong. I forget what the numbers actually were. But, uh, yeah, needless to say, they... I don't know. That was a disaster. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Patriots, on the other hand, have won. Um, I mean, if they hadn't lost to Houston last week, it would have been a little more exciting for them to beat Arizona, having beaten Baltimore the, you know, the prior week, prior to Houston, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, still they're technically still alive, I guess. Uh, you know, especially now with with Baltimore losing again. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't have high hopes that they'll make the playoffs. But there's an outside chance that they could. Um, if they were in the NFC uh, NFC East, yes, I would say yes, definitely they'll make the playoffs. But the NFC East stinks. So there it is. But then the AFC East and Buffalo is pretty good. Dolphins are all right. Um, so, but there's still a chance. Uh, still, still a number of games left. It's not over yet. Don't don't have high hopes, but can't rule them out yet. Um, 
But yeah, so in other news, COVID news, uh, well, sort of COVID news. I guess it's not really COVID news. It's, it's COVID-related news, but not specifically COVID news. The NHL still haven't decided when they're going to start the season. Um, there was, you know, some issues with the CBA, apparently, and the NHL was saying some stuff, and the NHLPA is like, hey, wait a minute, the CBA says this. Are you trying to get rid of the CBA and change stuff? And they're like, whoa, 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 no one said that. We just need to kind of tweak it in terms of, you know, the season because of, you know, everything going on, uh, which is kind of what went down when they started the season back up. But, um, yeah, so still no rule. I mean, it, it's looking it's looking very unlikely that they'll start uh, January 1st like they wanted to. Now there's talks of January 15th being uh the target date um there's also talks of some of the some of the teams including the Bruins playing some outdoor games and maybe having fans as opposed to not being allowed to indoors so the uh, the the Bruins were think talking about maybe having some games at Fenway now would it be all the games I don't think so but just at least some games and get some fans to the games uh, but who knows what that means? Because you know, I, I you know, you obviously have to go through the city of Boston and the you know state of Massachusetts and get everyone aboard. And I don't know, I don't see it happening. Uh, but uh, you know, they can dream. Uh, but there's some other teams that were thinking along those lines too. Uh, there's still some issues with Canada because it's unknown if Canada is going to allow teams to go in and out of Canada uh, to play Canadian, you know, if, you know, they may have to set up sort of team, a league, Canada league and American league, uh, sort of thing. Um, it's unclear. I mean, they haven't figured this out yet. So it's, it's just, it's still up in the air and unclear. Uh, because meanwhile, in the NBA, Toronto was like, Hey, no Raptors. No, 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 no. We're not allowing other teams in here. So they're they're gonna play in Tampa supposedly. I didn't actually. I don't remember hearing what actually came of that. That was those were like the reports, but um, uh, but I don't know. I mean, obviously, I remember from when they started back up in the uh, in the bubble, they had to leave Canada like super early because they weren't or they weren't even allowed. Guys weren't even allowed to go there to the team, so they all just like stayed in Orlando. I mean, ultimately, they were having the bubble, so they're all gonna be Orlando anyways. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the issues stem with Toronto Blue Jays. They weren't allowed to play in Toronto. They had to play in Buffalo. Um, You know, now there's questioning if maybe uh, they'll have to do that again because, you know, who knows what it's going to look like in April. So there's still talks of maybe that happening again. Um, But, uh, yeah, so it's unclear. It's unclear where the the Raptors are going to play. But the, the season's starting. They've announced the, the first uh, week of games or first couple days of games. Celtics are playing a not opening night. The on the So the 22nd's opening night is the Lakers and Clippers, I want to say. And somebody and somebody, I forget. But the the Celtics are playing the next night, the 23rd, against the Bucks, And then the Celtics have a game on Christmas against the Nets. And there's a bunch of other Christmas games. I mean, the, I mean... You know, it, it's no surprise to anyone that they're having these Christmas games. Um, you know, that, that's a huge, huge portion of their contract with ABC is to have these Christmas games. If they didn't have these Christmas games, 
there's you know there's you know contingencies in place that they would have lost a ton of money because ABC wouldn't have to pay them the money for those games because they lost them. So yeah, um, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, Toronto is apparently going to be playing in Tampa. So Tampa Bay Ra- Raptors. And, you know, this is a bad precedent to set because we saw this happen with... And I'm not saying the Raptors would necessarily leave leave Toronto. But we saw this happen with when, Oak, with when um, uh, New Orleans had to play in Oklahoma City. They temporarily moved to Oklahoma City for a while. And then the NBA was like, hmm... Hmm, Oklahoma City seems like a could be a good place for a team. Hey, are there any teams we need to move right now? Hmm, let's see. Oh, wait a minute, Seattle's getting sold. Oh, but they don't have a new arena. Hey, let's move. Let's move to Seattle, Oklahoma City. So, if there's any team that you know, if if things work out in Tampa, if there's any team that's having some issues with maybe a new arena. And possibly a sale, you know. There's that that could they could dangle that Tampa, that Tampa uh, that element to them, you know. I don't know. It, it anytime you see something like that happen, you know, it reminds me of that Oklahoma City thing, and even with the even New Orleans to some degree, that was a weird situation too, where the, the Hornets moved to New Orleans. Because I feel like they'd played like some team had played some games in New Orleans, and they're like, hmm, New Orleans, yes. This could be a good place for a basketball team. Hey, Charlotte's got some weird stuff going on. Hmm, let's just move them to New Orleans. I mean, eventually Charlotte got a team back anyways, but, um, and, you know, the Bobcats until eventually they're like, yeah, Bobcats is a stupid name. Hornets, New Orleans Hornets is a stupid name. Now you're the Pelicans and you're, you're the, you're the, um, you're the Hornets again. Why they never chose to do that with the Jazz, I'll never know. Utah Jazz or the Lakers? Like, how many lakes are there in LA? None. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I've never been there, but I'm assuming. The, I mean, I don't know. They just they could have had a better name than the Lakers. I mean, they're the Minneapolis Lakers made sense. Los Angeles Lakers not so not so much. The one that's the really the weirdest is the Rockets, and it was almost like they were named the Rockets as like. As like, as as kind of a contingency. It's like, hey, you're gonna be in San Diego for now, but we're gonna call you the Rockets just in case you know we decide to move you to Houston, and it makes a ton of more sense because Houston, we have a problem, you know, Rockets. I don't know that one's that one still baffles me. But anyways, enough about San Diego. Are we jacking it in San Diego? Sorry, I'm watching South Park right now. <laughs> Reminding me of that. Um, what else going on? Uh, yeah, nothing really to report out of baseball. Kind of just doing its own thing. Uh, in other NBA news, uh, Gordon Hayward's off to Charlotte, which we just talked about. Uh, there was a big trade. Russell Westbrook getting sent from uh, Houston Rockets, who we just talked about, off to the Wizards, which is another dumb name. Which I mean, Bullets. And there was the Baltimore Bullets and became the Washington Bullets. And everyone's like, probably can't have that name. So then the Wizards... Never mind. There's just... Too much nonsense with the names of teams. Um, but yes, uh, Westbrook is headed to the Wizards. Uh, John Wall and a first-round draft pick headed back. 
I, I'm still confused by the trade. I mean, I know there was some, you know, infighting, I suppose, with Westbrook and our Harden, and Harden wants out, and Westbrook wanted out, and Westbrook's now out, but then you bring back John Wall, who hasn't played, you know, in a couple years, or, yeah, he missed last year. Or, he's, he hasn't played in like a year and a half, and even in the year and a half prior to that year and a half, he barely played, I feel like. He's been injury bit. But he's making the same money. He's not. It's not like you're saving any money by getting John Wall over Russell Westbrook. It's the same money. It's the same years. Like they basically had the very similar contract. Yeah, you're getting a first round pick. But what does that necessarily mean if you're gonna be trying? And it's like, well, then what happens with Harden? Are they gonna move Harden, or is he gonna stick around? Um, and then it's like, well, then if you get rid of Harden, what are you bringing back for him? And then how's John Wall going to fill in? I don't know. Rockets seem to be a bit of a mess right now, if, if nothing else. Um, and then, um, you know, some other, there's a bunch of other, you know, free agency stuff that went down. Celtics got Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson. Uh, Anthony Davis re-upped and signed a long, uh, five-year extension. Gordon Hayward, uh, sorry, Gordon Hayward obviously signed with the with the horn, actually, it ended up being a signing trade. So the the Celtics now have a huge trade exception, which I don't know exactly what they will do with it. But they have a twenty eight point four million dollar trade exception, which is the most all time apparently. Uh, and then what else happened? Oh, Jason Tatum signed his uh, extension. Someone else did too. I'm blanking. Not for the Celtics, but someone else signed an extension for some team. I'm blanking. I don't know. A bunch of guys are signing. Uh, training camps are underway. Uh, I think... I forget what the number was. I think they said... I think it was 20-something or 40-something people tested positive for COVID on their initial test back or something like that. Uh, but, you know, they got a few weeks to go. There's a couple... There's there. Everyone's going to have two preseason games, I believe, uh, in the next couple weeks or whatever. Game start the 22nd. Then they're supposedly, I, I don't know that they have, but they're supposed to announce the first half of the season schedule. And then that's going to go till March, the beginning of March. And then once that gets closer, they'll have the All-Star break and they'll announce the second half of the season. 72 games. And they'll do the play-in games. And then the playoffs are going to run through into July. So there you go. NHL still have no idea. Um... And then finally, uh, I forgot to mention this last time out. I don't know how I missed it, but Tommy Heinsohn passed away. Celtic legend Tommy Heinsohn as a player, coach, um, and uh, most notably for me as a commentator, color lead commentator and color commentator. It's funny. It's funny to think back. You know, having watched all these years of of Tommy Heinsohn. Uh, with Mike Gorman as the color commentator, but on TV 56 or 38 or whatever channel it was on back in the day, the road games were all on regular television, and he was actually the lead announcer, and Bob Cousy was the color guy. Just funny to think, oh yeah, Tommy Heinsohn was the lead lead announcer, like play-by-play guy. That's that's weird to think of. Uh, But yeah, I mean, he hadn't done that in over 20, or probably about 20 years or so. But... um, yeah, unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, you know, he hadn't really done a lot of games in the most last few years. He, you know, obviously had stopped doing the road games a number of years back. Uh, but, you know, he was still doing the home games mostly. 
and then not so much, and then just a few here and there, and then finally, uh, not not at all. You know, especially with the COVID stuff c- c- kicking in and stuff. And yeah, unfortunately, he passed away a few weeks ago. But um, he'll always be a legend in Boston. Uh, he also went to Holy Cross, so he's got plenty of Massachusetts ties. Um, and yeah, so unfortunately to see him go, I'll miss him on the commentator on the commentate on the on the commentating and yelling at the refs and giving out Tommy points but um yeah so there we go um and I completely I don't know how I missed talking about that last time but thought I should definitely mention it because it was you know pretty big news and unfortunate all right moving on let's go to fights for money uh UFC fight night I think I got the no it was UFC 254 no, there was both. There was two, right? That's what happened. I'm trying to remember what was what week. Um, yeah, so I got Alex Perez. I got wrong. Valentina, I got right. And then, uh, oh, that was UFC 255. That's right. And then Fight Night, the Derek Lewis fight that I made a prediction for got canceled. That same night, however, Mike Tyson was fighting Roy Jones Jr. in a very weird pay-per-view. I best way to say it was weird so first of all you know obviously no fans and stuff so like the way they had it set up was really weird it was in the staple center but then like Moro Ronaldo got brought in last minute to do commentating and he was there with like Israel Arasanya the UFC fighter Sugar Ray Leonard and Snoop Dogg for some reason and like Snoop Dogg was also performing it was it was really weird uh the fight was better than I thought it would be Although it was interesting to see that Mike Tyson was definitely in better shape than Roy Jones Jr. Even though Mike Tyson hadn't fought in 15 years or whatever it was. And Roy Jones Jr. had only been three. Almost three. Um, I don't, I mean, it ended up being a draw, which is kind of BS. But whatever. It was exhibition. It wasn't a real fight anyway. So it's kind of like, just make up whatever numbers they want. No one's going to care. But Tyson clearly seemed to win. In my mind, in most people's mind, but they ended up calling it a draw. Why? Because, you know, if Tyson wins, there's no rematch. If it's a draw, maybe there's a rematch. Tyson said he did want to fight again. Roy Jones was a little bit hesitant to commit to anything, it felt like. But, uh, you know, it, it did over a million million buys. Uh, Nate Nate Robinson got absolutely destroyed in the in the prelim. Got knocked out uh, badly. He was not... He's See, Nate Robinson is a basketball player. He's not a boxer. He's not good at boxing, and boxing's a lot worse sport to be bad at than basketball would be. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think he should fight ever again. Uh, Jake Paul or whatever the guy's name was, a YouTube guy or whatever whatever, he's, whatever he is, uh, he looked decent. I mean, he'd at least have one fight under his belt as opposed to Nate Robinson, so he looked better than Nate Robinson for sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that was it was interesting to say the least, uh, but... Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, it did over a million buys, so definitely going to do it again. Not necessarily Joy, Roy Jones and Tyson, but I could see Tyson definitely fighting again uh, against somebody. Um, you know, I, who knows what that would be or when it would be or whatever, but I could definitely, I mean, it's definitely going to happen again. Uh, whether the interest is there the second time around, uh, we'll see, but um, all right, so let's move on. All right, so coming up this weekend, we got a couple of things going on. There's a UFC fight night taking place uh we got let's bring up the card real quick 
It's on ESPN Plus this weekend. Prelims on ESPN 2. The fight itself, the main card. Oh, no, it's all on ESPN 2. I take that back. On And ESPN Plus. It's on both. This Yeah, this whole ESPN Plus thing really hasn't panned out for them, I feel like. I feel like they said, oh, all the fight nights are going to be on ESPN Plus, except for a few that are going to be ESPN. I feel like a lot of them have just been on ESPN and ESPN 2 anyways, just because of, you know, there hasn't been as many sports to go around. But I don't know. This one might have been on ESPN, supposed to be on ESPN to begin with. Although it's going to be on ESPN 2, not ESPN, but it's probably because of college football or whatever. But the main main event of the evening is Jack Hermanson taking on Marvin Vittori in a in a middleweight battle. Uh, I want to go with Hermanson. That's my pick. And then coming up in a next Saturday, that's a Saturday, by the way. Uh, we got UFC two fifty six is coming up. Uh, these are obviously both from Vegas at the US, UFC Apex. I mean, there's no crowds or anything like that. Uh, but the um, UFC 256, obviously on the ESPN Plus and the pay-per-view. Preliminary cards will be on ESPN 2. The preliminary preliminary card will be on ESPN Plus. Uh, there's still a lot. I feel like there's a lot of missing. I feel like there's a lot more to be announced in this. Um, hey, Greg. Oh, hey. All right, everyone, sorry, a little bit of a distraction. Uh, I forget what I was talking about, but I think I know. All right, so UFC, UFC 256, I think that's what I was talking about. Maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Takes place next Saturday, December uh, December 12th uh, from um, Las Vegas. So the big fights on that, there's a couple big uh, main event fights. You've got Tony Ferguson taking on Charles Oliveira in a light weight battle i think i'm gonna go tony ferguson on that one um and then the main event is a uh flyweight battle for the heavy uh, for the flyweight championship it is uh davidson figuadero figure I, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Dievison Figuierdo. Something like that. He's a champ. Taking on Brandon Moreno, uh, the challenger. Um, I'm going to go with the challenger, Brandon Moreno. And it may just because he's got an easier name to say. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's That's what I'm going with. Uh, but, as we go back to boxing for a moment, there is a big boxing match coming up this, this Saturday. It is, uh, Ariel Spence Jr. taking on Danny Garcia. Uh, it is the first fight, it's for the, uh, hmm, it's the IBF and WBC, I believe that's what they are. Um, welterweight championship, uh, er- Errol Spence Jr. has both those titles, and Danny Garcia is challenging for them. Errol Spence, uh, this is his first match in a little bit over a year after his last match, like a week or so after his last uh, bout, he uh, or he won the WBC championship, I believe that's what happened, or at least defended it. I think he won it, though. He then had a 
pretty bad accident car crash he he was actually okay the accident wasn't so great he may have been drinking he may have been charged with dwi uh but he's back he fortunately for him did not sustain any uh in major injuries and more fortunate for anyone else no one else was involved in the accident or got hurt uh but he obviously got in some trouble for dwi uh, i believe he spent some time uh on probation or he might still be on probation i'm not 100 sure but he obviously got arrested uh, but luckily there was no one else involved no one got hurt uh outside of him and he was uh just minor my some minor injuries nothing major but he's back he's fighting um he's learned his lesson hopefully uh and he's taking on danny garcia this saturday pay-per-view fox sports pay-per-view so you can get it on the Fox sports app you can purchase it or you know get it on a regular pay-per-view i believe it's 70 75 dollars uh in the regular boxing times it's sometime you know later than in the evening uh the actual main event won't start till you know probably closer to 11 30 midnight something along those lines so check it out if you want to um i'm gonna go there little spence jr he's undefeated 26 and 0 i just feel like yeah he's gonna win so there we go that's gonna do it for fights for money let's move on to turnbuckle time all right first off uh last uh you know, a couple weeks ago sorry my dog is making a lot of noise uh a couple weeks ago we had survivor series wb survivor series it was a decent show um there weren't anything nothing too major happened i feel like they didn't want to overshadow uh the undertaker's uh, farewell as much and it was also the whole SmackDown versus Raw thing. So it's like, yeah, you can have these cool matches, but ultimately what does it matter given that, you know, there's, you know, you don't want to, you know, none of the titles are on the line. It's more just about bragging rights more so than anything else. Uh, so, you know, it was a decent show though. Um, some good matches, definitely. Uh, let's see how I did on my predictions as it were, um, and how Drew did as well. So the Miz ended up winning the, uh, a 18 man dual brand battle Royal. I don't remember if it was announced before when we did our predictions. I don't think so. I feel like it hadn't been announced yet. I I could be wrong though. I don't totally remember. Um, but, um, regardless, (laughs) none of the guys we predicted actually were in it. I said Daniel Bryan, Drew said The Fiend, neither of them were even in it. Uh, then they kicked off the show with the men's Survivor Series match. Uh, it was dominated by Raw. Seth Rollins got eliminated right away. He sacrificed himself for the greater good, a.k.a. he has to go uh, be off TV for a while because uh, his his girlfriend, soon-to-be wife, uh, Becky Lynch, will be giving birth fairly soon, and he has to go be busy being a father. Then Kevin Owens got eliminated. Uh, Sheamus kicked him in the... Brogue kicked him and pinned him. Uh, Kevin Owens got eliminated by AJ Styles. King Corbin got middle, eliminated by Riddle. Otis got eliminated by Braun, Braun Strowman. And Jay Uso ultimately got eliminated by Keith Lee. Kind of interesting how they had one elimination by each guy. thought that was interesting. Um, obviously, Jay Uso did not please his head of the table the tribal chief uh roman reigns with this uh that played out a little bit later on in the show as roman reigns told jay and his brother to go home take off 
he was disappointed in him in time for him to leave. Uh, but we'll talk about that in a little set in a few minutes. Uh, but next up was Street Profits taking on the New Day tag team match. This is a really good match. Probably the match of the night, I would say. Um, and with the Street Profits getting the advantage over the New Day and winning. Next up, Bobby Lashley beat Sami Zayn. The Hurt Business got involved a little bit. Technically, they didn't really do anything. Sami Zayn claimed that they did, but they didn't really. And then Bobby Lashley beat uh, Sami Zayn uh, with the uh, the Bobby Lashley pulled. What is it? Full Nelson. He's got a name for it, right? The Hurt. The Hurt Hold. The Hurt Lock. Is that what it's called? The Hurt Locker? Something like that. I forget. It's just a Full Nelson. Um... Then next up, Sasha Banks beat Asuka in the women's women's match. Uh, and then the uh, women's Survivor Series match, Team Raw beat uh, Team SmackDown as well, with Lana being the sole survivor. Basically, Lana went in, started the match, then Nia Jax and, and Shayna Baszler were like, no, nah, nah, you no, get out of here. You're not in this match. Just stand in the corner and don't do anything. Then Bailey got eliminated Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce got eliminated by Natalia. Natalia got eliminated by Lacey Evans. Ruby Riot got eliminated by Shayna Baszler. Lacey Evans got eliminated by Liv Morgan. Liv, uh, Liv Morgan got eliminated by Nia Jax. Shayna Baszler got disqualified. And then Nia Jax and Bianca Belair got counted out, which just left Lana as the sole survivor. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of an interesting way they did that, but... Uh, yeah, um, and then finally in the main event, Roman Reigns defeated uh, Drew McIntyre with a little bit of help from Jey Uso, which then Roman wasn't too happy about on SmackDown, but we'll talk about that in a second. And then finally to wrap up the show, The Undertaker made his uh, you know farewell speech saying goodbye and it was time for him to rest in peace. Uh, they brought out a bunch of his buddies and opponents over the years it was kind of interesting that some of the guys they brought out and some of the guys they didn't bring out, which was kind of weird. Like, for instance, um, well, Kurt Angle, there was rumored to be there, and then he wasn't. But then some of his buddies, like Godfather, the God, the Godwins, all the gods, <laughs> all the God Cham God was there, I think. No, uh, then Savio Vega, and then like you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, uh, were there as well. Uh, I'm I'm forgetting people, I think, but it was like. Jeff Hardy came out, and it was like, yeah, they had that ladder match, I remember. But it's like, well, where was Randy Orton? Like, Randy Orton and Undertaker had a pretty big feud there, but then no Randy Orton. So I was like, all right, maybe they, maybe they don't want to do current guys, which I get. But then why is just Hart- Jeff Hardy out there? It's like, and then no AJ Styles either, even though, you know, he had the bone yard match with him. But obviously, current guy was in a match earlier in the night, so I get not him being out there. But then Jeff Hardy being out there was a little odd. And then ultimately, Kane came out and... And uh, Shane McMahon came out as well. I feel like I'm forgetting guys that came out. But regardless, a bunch of guys. Kane came out. He's the last guy that came out. And then they cut to like a promo package. And then all those guys were just gone. And I was like, wait, where did they all go? It was kind of weird. Then Vince McMahon said something. Then The Undertaker came out. And kind of they kind of did this weird like like electric, like electric thing that like was like making... The theme music, it was kind of weird, but whatever. Then he came out and said goodbye, and, and that was it. And that's the end of The Undertaker. Retired. Done. Gone. Which plays into something else we're going to talk about in just a second. But before we get to that, since Survivor Series... Uh, oh, the 24-7 Championship. Forgot about that. 
the gobbledygooker came out, came out and pinned R-Truth uh, to win the 24-7 championship because it's his 30th anniversary. It was his 30th anniversary as well. Uh, ultimately, then uh, R-Truth got it back. But there you go. Uh, Miz did not attempt to cash in. So ultimately, for the predictions, I got um, got the the Battle Royal wrong. I got Oscar wrong, and I got the SmackDown women's wrong. Everything else I got right. Drew, not as good. Um, he had the Raw women's, but he had Drew McIntyre at R-Truth losing, not ending up without the title. He had Sami Zayn, he has Asuka, he also had the Veen. So he didn't do quite as well, so I, I beat him in the predictions uh, this time around. Uh, but, so since since Survivor Series, they did a little tournament to determine the number one contender for the WWE Championship. AJ Styles won. In the interim of that, Braun Strowman got suspended. I guess he's injured, uh, so he's out for a bit. Um, some other stuff happened. They're kind of you know setting up stuff for TLC going on down the line. Lana and Asuka seem to be feuding with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, so I'm guessing they're going to do maybe a tag championship match for that. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, retal- uh, Retribution seems to be, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Reckoning, Mia Yim seems to maybe have gotten kicked out already. I, I don't know. Slapjack won, though. He beat Ricochet, so that's something. I'm trying to think of what else is going on. I don't know. They're starting to set things up for TLC, but we'll talk about more about that in a couple weeks. Um, the SmackDown side of things, uh, you know, Roman Reigns is just kind of putting Jey Uso in his place, and now they're kind of feuding with Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens. Seems like they're going with Kevin Owens versus uh, Roman Reigns at TLC. Uh, the rumor was Daniel Bryan, but it looks like maybe they'll push that off to... Um, Royal Rumble or something, or maybe even WrestleMania. Who knows? And it seems like maybe they're doing a Jey Uso, Daniel Bryan thing for now. I'm unclear, but uh, only match only match announced so far right now for TLC is AJ versus uh, Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, and there's no um, there's been no gimmick announced for that match yet. I mean, it is TLC pay per view, so you got to assume something, whether or not it's the TLC match itself or something separate. They'll figure it out. But all right. Now, moving on. Uh, AEW had an interesting week. So last week, kind of a blow episode. I think it was I think it was already taped. Uh, NXT actually beat it in the ratings. NXT was live, I believe, and had a more interesting episode, I would say. So, But this week was their big show. You know, obviously they don't do monthly pay-per-views. So this show was basically like their December pay-per-view. If you count it as that, I suppose. But they had subtitled, Winter is Coming. And I was like, okay, sure. You know, you're on TNT. That's owned by Warner Media. Warner Media is HBO. HBO has Game of Thrones. Even though Game of Thrones has been over for two years or whatever it's been. But sure, Winter is Coming. And it's almost winter. So, all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a weird one. I was just like, really? Winter is Coming? Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Expecting Game of Thrones characters to show up. But... A character, I suppose, could have fit in Game of Thrones? I don't know. Did show up, and that was Sting. Yes, Sting showed up on AEW. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen were fighting Team Taz, and then they they won, but then they got the got jumped, and 
Arn Anderson tried to get involved, and Dustin Rhodes tried to get involved. And then lights went out, and then there was snow, and winter was there, and it was snowing, and it was winter. And then Sting comes out. Okay, and then Sting comes to the ring, and everyone, all the Team Taz left, and then he got in face of everyone, or at least Arn Anderson, Cody, and Darby Allen for what? I can't remember if Dustin was even still in the ring at that point. He might have been. Uh, yeah, and then he walked away. And I was kind of like, all right, interesting. Sting. Now, this had been rumored for a bit because Sting was supposed to have a Mattel action figure come out uh, not too long ago, or was at least, or I don't know when it was supposed to come out necessarily, but he was in this line, and then all of a sudden he wasn't in the line anymore, and everyone was like, hmm, that's weird. And then it turned out his Legends contract had run out, and he didn't renew. So his contract was up. So everyone was like, hmm, I wonder what that means. He must, you know, why wouldn't he resign his Legends contract? That's kind of weird. Um, so, yeah. So it was kind of rumored, kind of rumored, but nothing ever came of it. So everyone kind of just kind of forgot about it. And then, interestingly enough, you know, not even two weeks after The Undertaker says his farewell, Sting shows up in AEW. Now, I don't know if there's causality there. Um... But it's kind of curious because, you know, obviously the rumors and everyone was like, Undertaker Sting, Undertaker Sting. Obviously, it would have been cooler 20 years ago, but even 10 years ago would have been kind of okay. Um, but then, you know, there, you know, the whole, like, ooh, well, they can still do, like, cinematic match, you know. I know Sting's retired and he's injured and can't wrestle anymore and Undertaker doesn't necessarily want to wrestle anymore or whatever, but given what they did with... You know, the Boneyard match, maybe you could do something like that with Sting and Undertaker, especially if you can't have crowds. Like, why would you want to waste this in front of no crowds? But then The Undertaker decided to retire and say his farewell, and then not even two weeks later, Sting's showing up in AEW. So, I mean, there's a couple different theories as to what happened there, but theoretically, Sting could have decided to, hey, uh, I'm going to sign with AEW. Undertaker's like, all right, well, I guess we're never going to have that match. I'm going to say farewell. Or, flip side of that, Undertaker's like, you know, I'm done. I'm saying farewell. Sting may be holding out for the Undertaker match at WrestleMania. You know, decides, all right, well, if he's gone, you know, there's not much for me there. Maybe I'll go try AEW. I don't know. Who knows? It could have been unrelated. Could have been in the works for months and just finally decided to pick the right time to have Sting come out. Uh, who knows? But he signed a three-year deal. But it's a bit confusing as to what he's going to do exactly. Because, like I said, he's retired. He got injured. Spinal stenosis, or whatever it was. You know, you know, got almost paralyzed against Seth Rollins, or whatever happened. It's really bad. He decided to hang him up. He said he retired, but he wouldn't wrestle again. You know, he could he wrestle? Could he not? I don't know. But what else is he going to do in AEW? He could be a manager. A lot of people are speculating maybe he'll manage Darby Allen, which, on the surface, I I get it, but on the same end, it's Sting. Sting's not a manager. Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, to a lesser degree, Jake the Snake Roberts, I see those guys managing. They make sense as managers. Sting doesn't really make sense as a manager. He's a loner. He's up in the rafters. Like Isn't that his whole gimmick? Unless when he was in the Wolf Pack, but enough less said about that's the better. Um, you know, it doesn't. Then his his <laughs> his uh, 
he's you know he's he's managed or been associated with guys in face paint before vampiro i don't remember it working out so great with him i don't really totally remember what happened i just remember vampiro and sting were a thing as but i i think sting like didn't he get like i I forget what happened wow i mean it was 20 years ago at this point wcw I, i don't totally remember i just remember something really bad happened to sting or something vampiro like Threw him off a stage or something? Is that what happened? I, I don't remember. In any event, yeah, so what will happen with Sting? I don't know. But the mere, the more curious part of this that I don't quite understand is this all, all kind of got brought up because of the Mattel action figure. And then it got pulled, and then all of his merchandise got pulled, and everyone's like, what's going on? Oh, he's got his contracts over and done. I mean, the same thing happened to Lesnar. When his contract was up and done, they pulled all his merchandise. But here's the thing I don't quite understand. Jake the Snake Roberts had a Mattel action figure come out, a Masters of the Universe uh, figure come out. Jake the Snake Roberts has another figure coming out from Mattel uh, sometime next year. Jake the Snake has been in AEW since the beginning of the year. Um, so I don't understand how that makes sense. DDP, another guy that's been on AEW multiple times. He has a figure coming out from Mattel. So it's a bit confusing as to how that works. Now, I don't know if... Jake the Snake Roberts or, you know, his contract. And I don't know. I don't think DDP even has a contract with AEW. He probably just showed up. He's like, all right, I'll show up. And so maybe Jake the Snake Roberts doesn't have necessarily a contract with AEW, whereas Sting does. So maybe that's the legal side of it that, okay, Jake can still have this Legends contract with WWE, but at the same time, he can be on AEW because he doesn't have a contract. But since Sting was signing a contract, I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, here's the thing. Sting's 61 years old. Last time he was in a r- ring and fought, he almost got paralyzed. So I just can't see him fighting. And if he's just going to be a manager or whatever, I don't know. I, I, it, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting scenario. I'll be interested to see what happens. I guess he's going to be on next week to speak and talk about what you know what he's what he's there for, or what the reasoning is, or whatever. I mean, I could see him being like a mentor to Arby Allen, but even then, it's like I don't know. Why would you would you want to do that? I mean, like the Undertaker could have done that, but it's like no, what? No one wants to see the Undertaker manage, um, you know, street profits. I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. But like whoever, you just pick pick some like Braun Strowman. It's like oh, the Undertaker's managing Braun Strowman, kind of like they did with undertaker and big show back in the day i mean i don't i just don't it i don't i wouldn't see the point of it so i don't know i'll be interested to see what they do but then further on down the line um the uh aew championship match took place it was uh john moxley defending against um kenny omega uh don Callis, who had been on the pay-per-view i believe when uh when uh kenny omega fought uh adam page to get the opportunity to fight John Moxley, um, and you know, obviously they're they go way back. They're both from Winnipeg, supposedly really good friends or whatever, or whatever. Um, so he was there, and they mentioned he was Impact. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting. All right, so an Impact guy's on AEW, whatever. It's just Don Callis, and and he's involved in the backstage and whatever. And he's commentating. Okay, fine, that's interesting, but whatever. Didn't really think too much about it. Um, so then the match was going on, and they had a gentleman's agreement. They wouldn't use any weapons or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Which makes no sense, because it's like, all right, then it's just a normal match then? 
Because, like, and that's one of the problems I have with AEW is they kind of, like, there are rules, but they never use them. Like, when's the last time anyone got counted out or disqualification? So it's like, if you're never going to have disqualifications or countouts, what's the point of having that rule? Which is what always kind of bothered me, but whatever. Um, you know, it was it was one of those, it's like, you know, ECW back in the day. They just said, man, we don't have these rules, so they there was no rules. That's fine. WWE, it's like, yeah, there's rules. So they there are countouts and disqualifications. Because if, they're, if you have these rules and never use them, what's the point? But AEW just never do. So it's like, all right, whatever. Um, but um, regardless, the match is going on. John Moxley throws Kenny Omega outside. Again, they're outside in the cold, so there's a bunch of heaters around. He gets thrown to a heater and supposedly he's really hurt. Don Callis, concerned for his friend, comes down. Uh, he kind of gets up on the ring apron saying, you know, get, get medical help, blah, 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 and has a microphone for some reason. The microphone gets tossed in the ring, which Kenny Omega gets. There's a distraction. Omega hits uh, Moxley with the microphone, makes him bust him open, then hits the one wing angel. One, two, three. New champ. Him and Don Callis kind of run out the building to the back. Okay, so shenanigans go place, take place. They're headed into a limo or whatever, and the commentator guy comes over and says, Hey, what's the deal? What happened? And Don Callis says, We'll find out on Tuesday. And the guy's like, well, what? A-. I was thinking, are in AEW Dark? What? That's on Tuesdays, AEW Dark? No, on Impact. No, they didn't say that. He's like, Dynamite's on Wednesday. No, Impact on Tuesday. So I guess Kenny Omega is going to show up on Impact with the AEW Championship on Tuesday. Here's the problem with that. I don't get access TV, so I can't watch it. So you're, which, you know, and that's an issue, I think. You know, access TV is not exactly widely available. Not a lot of people watch impact in comparison to AEW or certainly WWE um so yeah for me to then so <laughs> I have to then order access tv to watch this I don't I don't feel like doing that <laughs> I've heard impact's been pretty good lately or better decent lately uh but you know for me to then have to change me to have to go through my Xfinity wars again to change my package to get access again I just I don't feel like doing that so it probably won't happen but you know, that's kind of a downfall for this kind of scenario. Fine, you're going to have a working agreement with Impact. That's cool. But I watch AEW on TNT because I get TNT Network. It's on Wednesday nights. I watch it. I don't get Access TV. I can't watch Access TV on Tuesday nights. I can watch AEW Dark on the YouTube channel on Wednesday, on Tuesday nights, which is kind of odd because they're going to kind of be competing against each other a little bit. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. With Impact and AEW, I, I'll only get to see part of it. I'll I'll probably have to somehow get Impact uh, and watch them. I might have to. It might might be a flashback to when I used to watch the old NWA TNA Wednesday night shows, the Wednesday night pay per views. Um, won't say how, but there's ways. There's ways. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. I just. Sucks they don't have excess TV, I suppose, but um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, and then you know, but we'll see. Well, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what's going to go on? What and what this uh, turns into? But you know, obviously, ECW and WWF did it in the past, and you know, it's been done by other Ring of Honor and Impact have had arrangements. Impact in New Japan, New Japan and WCW, um, New uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan. So you know. It's nothing new to have a working agreement with companies. Um, 
But to have working agreement with a company that also has a TV show on cable, but a different channel, is a bit interesting to me. I wonder how TNT feels about that. I can't be too happy about that. They're like, hey, here's our new champion, but he's on another channel on another show. It's like, what the hell? We, how, like, we gave you so many opportunities and so much, like, hype and and advertisement, and then your champion's going to go on a different t- channel. I mean, that can't be... I don't know. I don't see they, I don't. I don't feel. I feel like they can't be too happy about that. I mean, you know. I mean, obviously WWE has that whole issue with the USA versus Fox, but it's like, you know, here's your SmackDown, here's your Raw. But if the SmackDown guys on Raw, then how does that? How does Fox feel about that? I don't know. But this is a completely different company, so that's a whole other, you know, thing. But whatever. It is what it is. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Not sure what to expect. I'll try to happen. Have to. I'll try to watch it somehow. But I don't know. I'm not. Changing my cable package for Access TV. Sorry. Uh, all right. So let's move on to NXT, shall we? Because we have TakeOver War Games coming up on Sunday. Uh, interestingly enough, and I don't know if I just missed this, if this has been the case prior, but I happened to notice when I saw like the advertisements where it said War Games, it said pay-per-view, and I was like, hmm, I thought NXT was just on the network. But no, it is on pay-per-view. I checked my... Xfinity, um, uh, you know, uh, thing, and it's it's there. It's available. It you can buy it on, get it on pay per view if you don't want to. If you want to spend fifty five bucks or sixty five bucks or whatever it is on pay. Actually, I'm not one hundred percent sure what it is. Um, I think it's is it fifty five. I feel like it was a little bit cheaper than WWE, but I could be wrong. Um, but I mean, <laughs> that's the thing though. It's like I don't get. I don't get why you would order this on um, pay-per-view. It is $55 on pay-per-view when you can get the network for $10 a month. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't understand why you'd order one pay-per-view when you can get the network and... You know, that price of the network is four and a half months. That's four and a half months worth of the network for one pay-per-view. And when you can get multiple pay-per-views. Like, I, I don't I don't get why anyone would do that. It's there. It's an option. Fine. But I just don't get why anyone would do that. Uh, maybe if your internet sucked or something and the streaming doesn't work well, the only option is to watch it on cable, I suppose. I don't know. But in any event, let's move on. Let's talk about the card. Um, as of right now, there are five matches scheduled for war games. There are two war two war games matches, five total matches. the The pre-show starts at six thirty. Ariel Hawani will be on the on the pre-game show with um, uh, Wade Barrett and or Bad News Barrett or Wade Barrett or Stu Bennett or whatever you want to call him. And uh, Sam Roberts will be on the panel as well. So that'll be interesting to see. I don't know why Ariel Hawani's on there, but... Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Alright, uh, but we got five matches. Start things off with Timothy Thatcher, Tommaso Ciampa. It's basically, this kind of evolved. Timothy Thatcher is like doing his Thatch's Thatch can. Um, little uh, training sessions and was a little bit aggressive with some of the guys. Tommaso Ciampa didn't particularly care for that and confronted them and it's leading to this match this is going to be 
these guys could beat the hell out of each other. This one, this one could be good. This one's gonna be good. I'm, I'm ultimately I'm gonna go with Tommaso Ciampa though. Um, to get the victory. Next up, we got Cameron Grimes taking on Dexter Loomis in the in a strap match. So these guys have had a bit of a feud going back to I can't even remember when it really started, but uh, Dexter Loomis confronted or scared Cameron Grimes or something. Then Cameron Grimes attacked him before a match or something. I can't remember. That led to their haunted house of horrors match or whatever it was called. That's uh, Halloween Havoc. So led to the zombie ref and everything. And Dexter Loomis got the one up on him. Then they were going to have a blindfold match. Um, and or they, or I think Cameron Grimes attacked his eye, hit him in the eye or something. And then they had a blindfold match. But that never really got going because... Cameron Grimes immediately cheated, and the ref never rang the bell, and the ref got beaten up or something, I, if that's what I remember. So then they setting up the strap match. So we had Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes in a strap match. Strap match. I'm going to go with Dexter Loomis, and maybe that will end the feud, um, as it were. Next up, we got a triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. Got Leon Roth defending against Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest. So basically, um, Johnny Gargano beat Damian Priest for the uh, NXT North American Championship with the help of his scream, scream buddy, whoever that was. Now he's got multiple scream buddies. Uh, unsure how many scream buddies he's got or if they will get involved at all, but he's got his scream buddies. Um, just basically guys dressed up as a character from scream i don't i don't know what's called um but no so he beat damian priest at halloween havoc but then he issued a challenge with the spin the wheel make the deal thing and it came up with leon ruff leon ruff came out and then damian priest distracted leon ruff or distracted gungarno leon ruff won then i talked about this last time i think but then they had a rematch but then damian priest came out and just hit leon ruff but then leon ruff overheard damian priest saying like oh well whatever you know i'm just helping the guy out he needs it or something and leon ruff's like hey i can do this on my own they kind of got into the whole thing that led to this ultimately being a triple threat match for the north american title i'm gonna go with johnny Gargano. i think he's you know i know he just won it and lost it and not he's gonna win it back but i think his scream buddies or whatever that's gonna be end up being um are gonna be get involved uh, whether that leads to some sort of um, faction, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Indy Hartwell has been helping out with Candice LeRae, and obviously Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano are married, so there's that whole thing, too. And she was a Scream buddy as well. I don't know. But uh, but she wasn't the Scream buddy because there was another Scream buddy in the car, but then there was two that showed up this week. So we need to find out. There's got to be a payoff to those Scream people because there's more than one because we know one of them was Indy Hartwell. But there's more than one. They gotta be somebody, right? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I do think Johnny Gargano is gonna win that. All right, next up, we got the women's war game match. We got Team Shotzi, who's Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai taking on Team Candice, which is Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm, who turned her back on Ember Moon last week on NXT and joined up with Candice LeRae and her team. So. 
Should be good. Uh, Can Team Candace actually has the advantage, which is interesting, given that, um, he, um, given that um, usually the heels get that. Usually the heels have always had the advantage, but we'll talk about in the middle how it kind of makes sense for the faces to have it in this one because if you have the heels have it in both, it's kind of like all right, well, you got to switch it up a little bit. Um, but ultimately, I do. Uh, this one's a tough one. I think Team Candace is going to win. I think Team Candace is going to win. I think it's going to set up Tony Storm versus Io Shirai, maybe going forward for the uh, women's championship. I'm not quite sure how it's going to play out, but I do think Team Candace is going to take this one. Obviously, Indy Hartwell probably get involved as well as she's not in the match because she got injured, which opened up a spot for Tony Storm. But there we go. And then in the main event. Well, I don't know which one's going to be the main event, but in the other War Games match, I should say, it is the Undisputed Error, of course, uh, Undisputed Era, not Error, Undisputed Era, that's a tough one, <laughs> I always get that, I'm say that weird, Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish taking on, for the brand, or whatever their name is actually, Team McAfee, Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Birch, and Oni Lorkin, uh, and... Pat McAfee's team does have the advantage, like I said. So, the heel have the advantage in this one. So, that's why they had to switch it up for that one. And this, in this, in this instance, I'm gotta go undisputed error, right? I mean, they're they they've won all of the, haven't they won all of them, or did they lose last year? No, they lost last year, didn't they? Now I can't remember. Did they lose last year war games? Yeah, because yeah, Team Champa won with Kevin Owens. That's right. Uh, but they won the year before. They won the first one. All right, so they're one and one in war games. So I feel like they got a. Um, I don't know. They lost. They've lost both of them. Yeah, I guess they did. That's right, because the War Raiders won. Wait, how many war games have there been? No. Oh no, there was one in. Okay, they. All right, sorry. This is the fourth one. For some reason, I was thinking it was only a third. This is the fourth one. They won the first one when it was the triple threat one. That's right. They beat the Authors of Pain and Roger Strong and Sanity. Then the next year, they lost the, the Viking Raiders. And um, uh, who else was on the team? Viking Raiders, Pete Dunne, and Ricochet. That's right. And then last year, they lost to Team Ciampa, which was Team Ciampa. Uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Kevin Owens... Uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. This year, they're back in it, taking on um, Team McAfee. I'm gonna go with the Undisputed Era, though. I think that's I think that's who's gonna win. So that should be good. I, I think that's I, I have a good feeling for that pay per view coming up on Sunday. I'm not 100 percent sure how they're gonna do it though, because it's gonna be at the Capital Wrestling Center, aka the Performance Center. So I don't. Are two rings in a cage going to even fit in that building? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they do that. Um, uh, yeah. It's going to look weird if yeah they're going to cram in two rings and double cage in that, bu in that building. Because have, have they had cage matches at all in the Performance Center? I don't think they have. I was wondering if they were going to move it to the Thunderdome. Speaking of which, the Thunderdome is moving. Coming December 11th. 
um, to the uh, to the Tropicana Field, the AKA the Thunderdome, which it was once known as the Thunderdome. So uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, but uh, yeah, so one more week, or I mean, yeah, so Raw will be the last show at the Thunderdome in Orlando, as obviously, like I said before. Uh, NBA training camps have started up, so they're going to start needing that building for some preseason games coming up soon. So, yeah, they're moving over to Tropicana Field uh, to do that, as the Rays won't need that building for a while. Uh, apparently, they're having some pigeon issues, from what I understand, and some some uh, some uh, apparently acoustic problems with because the way the ceiling is and the catwalks and and such. So, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, but yeah, so there you go, NXT. Takeover coming out this Sunday, but that's not the only wrestling happening this Sunday. There's also Tribute the Troops coming on Sunday on Fox. It's a bit weird because it's not at an officially scheduled time because uh, it's opposite of football. So Fox has one single game this week, but in some areas it's the early game, some areas it's the late game. So depending on where you are, it might be either at 3 or at 4.30 or something along those lines. Just check your local listings for time and channel i suppose but yeah um hardy is performing not jeff or matt uh, some someone named hardy don't know who that is uh i saw there was a couple matches i think drew mcintyre's taking on the miz um who almost cashed in his money in the bank with help from aj styles this past week but did ultimately did not um and i think there was a six man women's match six women match or something or maybe it was a tag match and then there's like a a 10-man tag, I think, was going to happen as well. So, I don't know. But uh, there you go. Check it out this Sunday. Troop, tribute to the Troops on Fox. Either at 3 or 3.30 or 4.30. I think it's on at 4.30 in the Boston area. If you're on the Boston area. I'll, unfortunately, it's up against the Patriots. So, you know, I might just have to record it and then watch it later. Actually, I'm going to probably have to watch... the. I'm probably going to have to watch NXT TakeOver in a bit of delay as it is. Because the Patriots game will probably not be over uh, in time for that. But yes, Tribute to the Troops is on at 4.30 in the Boston area. Could be delayed if the football early football go, game goes late, which for Boston area is Saints and Falcons. So I don't know, just be on the be aware of that. So maybe set your DVRs for a few extra minutes just in case. All right, finally, the last thing I want to talk about before we bring in Drew. Drew will be here in momentarily to do his predictions for NXT TakeOver and talk a little bit about Christmas, I believe. But Pat Patterson, longtime WWF star and WWF star and WEP member, uh, you know, worked backstage mostly, but um, passed away. Um, obviously, he was, he was very much involved in the backstage, uh, putting together matches. He did some commentary. Obviously, he's the first ever Intercontinental Champion. He also did a lot of refereeing. He came up with the Royal Rumble concept. Um, but then he had a kind of resurgence in the, in the attitude era as one of the, the goons, uh, the stooges, I should say for Vince McMahon had, had a feud with Gerald Briscoe over the hardcore title, which led to a evening, a hardcore evening gown match for the hardcore title at, uh, King of the Ring 2000. I only remember that cause I was there and had to watch it. Of course, Crash Holly crashed the party and, uh, ended up winning the hardcore title. Anyways, but, uh, yeah, so Pat Patterson, um, you know, obviously rose to fame in, in uh, you know, Montreal or Canada, Quebec, 
as, as that's where he was from. Had some had a big run in uh, out in San Francisco uh, with Ray Stevens and and uh, a tag team and stuff. So yeah, had a long long historic career, and uh, was one of Vince McMahon's right hand man. He had probably retired and came back a whole bunch of different times because I remember specifically remember hearing a story about like how he at one point wanted a said something about it. I can't remember exactly if. It was his idea to do the Iron Man match, and Vince McMahon was like, "Nah, we'll never do that. That that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work." And then he was retired at the time of WrestleMania 12 when they actually did have the Iron Man match, and it was kind of a big deal. Um, and then eventually, obviously, he came back, and I don't know, but um, yeah. So Pat Patterson passed away. So that's gonna do it, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. I know I. This one's, uh, you know, as always, I go pretty long on these. I have a lot to talk about. There's just so much to talk about, and I like to talk. <laughs> but uh, thank you again for listening. Check out the blog at razorvader.blogspot.com. Obviously, check out the, the uh, subscribe to the podcast if you're not already subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Check out the Twitter at One Man Renegade. Check out the Facebook at One Man Renegade. Check out the, uh, our Facebook page, One Man Renegade Podcast page. Uh, there's Instagram, One Man Renegade. A lot of a lot of stuff on there is about the YouTube channel, which you should check out at on YouTube. Just search One Man Renegade Podcast. Tons of videos, videos every day. Go check those out. I'm doing some cool stuff over there. A lot of baseball cards, basketball cards, football cards, hockey cards. Then opening subscription boxes, wrestling related and otherwise. So go check those out. Subscribe, like, share all that. Um, stay safe. Have fun. Have a great weekend. Uh, and stay tuned as I... Bring in Drew for his predictions for NXT TakeOver um, War Games and go check that out. As go check, Have fun watching that this weekend and have fun this weekend. And we'll be back in a couple weeks when we're talking about TLC as well as Ring of, H, Ring of Honor uh, Final Battle. There's also, we'll start, we'll talk, make some predictions for the NBA season, I suppose, as they'll be started. Uh, the NFL playoffs will be, you know, coming into light and we'll f- see if there's any updates on the NHL. So, and what other movies I'll watch or other TV shows or whatever else is going on. Maybe Disney will release all their shows on Disney Plus That or all their movies on Disney Plus. That'd be great too. We'll see what happens. But thank you for listening. Stay tuned for Drew. All right, we're back here with Drew. Drew, say hi to everyone. Hi. Um, you're eating a candy cane. You're getting ready for Christmas? Yeah. Still got a couple more weeks, a few more weeks until Christmas. But uh, what do you want for Christmas? Anything? Ball and basketball and Giants. Giants helmet. You want a Giants helmet? Why do you want a Giants helmet? To play a game. So you can have the Patriots helmet go up against the Giants helmet. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. And a ball. Okay. Uh, pretty simple. All right. We're we got uh, NXT Takeover War Games coming up on Sunday. Excited about that? Yeah. Where's that on? At what time? It's Sunday. I think the pre-show starts at six thirty, and the actual uh, event at seven. Which, you know, we'll, you might have to watch a little bit later because what? the Patriots will probably still be on. So we'll probably watch it after the Patriots is over. But What's the that's Patriots? Fine. The Patriots, Patriots are... play at 425. So the game probably won't be over before War Games starts. So we'll have to we need watch that play... delay or put it on a different TV. I don't know. We'll we figure it out. That TV sure, we'll figure it out. But there's currently five matches scheduled. Yeah. Um, we got five matches, a couple War Game matches we'll get to in a bit but um kicking things off we got timothy thatcher taking on tomaso champa tomaso champa tomaso champa what you a pick um i don't know i haven't decided yet or 
Well, if you're listening to this, I already did my picks, but... Well, you did. What you picked? Pick? Well, I haven't recorded that part yet. We're doing this kind of backwards, but it's fine. After this, Little we... inside baseball. Uh, so after uh, this, we're going to do football picks? Yeah, but we won't record those. Those are boring. All right, next we got uh, Dexter Loomis taking on Cameron Grimes in a strap match. Um, what do you got? Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes. Loomis, Grimes, Loomis, Grimes. What do you got? Loomis. Dexter Loomis? Okay. Is his name is Loomis? Dexter Loomis, yeah. What's his name? What do you mean, what's his name? That's Does his he name. have a D? Yeah, Dexter Loomis. Yeah, he has All both right. of these. Then we got a triple threat match. For the North American Championship, we got Leon Ruff, the new champ, defending against the old champs, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa in a triple threat match. What do you got? Mm. Leon Ruff, Johnny Gargano, or Damian Priest? What's Damian Priest for? What? Is this Damian Priest for Johnny Gargano? Well, Johnny Gargano, yeah, Damian Priest lost, well, Johnny, Damian Priest lost the North American title to Johnny Gargano. No, but then Johnny no. Gargano lost to Leon Ruff because of interference from Damian Priest's distraction. By I Leon think Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff, you think Leon Ruff will retain? Okay. Yeah. All right. Then we got the women's war games match. We got Team Shotzi, which is Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. Taking on Team Candice, it's Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. And Team Shotzi has the advantage. Uh, I pick Shotzi Blackheart. All right, Team Shotzi Blackheart. Cool. Um, and then finally, we got uh, the men's war game match. It is the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish taking on Pat McAfee's team for the brand or whatever it's actually called. I don't know if it actually has an official name. But Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin. So we got Undisputed Era or the McAfee team. McAfee team. What's the, McAfee team? It's Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Danny Birch, and Oni Lorkin. So you're taking Pat McAfee team. Yes. Okay. All right. That's an interesting pick. Um, McAfee's team. All right. So there you go. There's Drew's predictions for NXT War Games 2020. One. Taking One, two, three, four, five. Yep, there's five matches. Yeah. So there you go. So you excited about it? Yes. All right. Yeah, you think it's going to be fun Sunday night? Yeah. Watch it. Are we do football? Um. Well, yeah, we'll do our football fix later. But yeah, we'll have... Sunday's going to be... We're going to watch tons of football. And then we're going to finish it off with some wrestling, NXT War Games. It's going to be fun. This weekend, you got anything else going on this weekend? Yeah. What else? What else are you doing? Play. It's going to be... I don't know. It's going to be kind of gross. It's supposed to rain all day Sunday, we might, or Saturday, we might get some snow on Sunday. So, probably going to be inside days, okay. unfortunately. But, what do you, you want to play some video games? Do you want to watch some old wrestling? What are you, you going to do? What's video games? I don't know. I don't have video games. Oh, well, whatever. Well, what are you going to do? Am I going to be here? I don't know where you're going to be. but I think uh, I'm not going to be here. I don't know. But, uh, you'll do some, maybe watch some uh, Christmas movies. What's Christmas? Christmas movie. We got Home Alone. Uh, you can watch The Grinch. What's Grinch? Charlie. Well, there's like four different Grinches now, I think. There's the original Grinch. There's the Jim Carrey Grinch. And then there was the one that came out a couple years ago with, um, um, what's his face? Ben Benedict Cumberbatch as the voice. Um, and then there's, you know, you got Snoopy, 
or well, the Charlie Brown Christmas. What's Charlie you, Brown? Charlie Day? Brown Christmas. You got Frosty Snowman, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, you know, all, all those. You can watch all of them. Um, we do football picks. Yeah, we'll do football picks. But uh, just want to say goodbye to everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. We got uh, what do we got coming up? We got Ring of Honor Final Battle. Yep. And WWE TLC coming up in a couple weeks, so we'll be back to make our predictions for that, hopefully. Uh, but all right, that's gonna do it. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.